from the sound of it, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are in a good place these days. They're working together again. And to hear them describe it, they've never had a better time. Do you guys have an unspoken language? Yeah, 40-something years of hanging out together. It's like a common frame of reference, right? I find the most wonderful thing about it was I loved coming to work every day. I loved seeing Matt. I loved, first of all, he's a genius. Having him in your as the anchor of your movie just makes it... No, I, I didn't used to think this. <laughs> but that it, it just makes it so easy. And it was just so much fun. I don't know, it's kind of felt like just us and getting to do the thing that we wanted to do. I did. I loved it. I loved it. I miss it every day since. It was a, the best like uh, work experience of my life, without question. You're listening to The Night Before, a movie podcast. Each episode, we find a unique place in the city and share a drink and our thoughts about the movie we watched the night before. This is Lee, and I am joined, as always, by my husband, Jesse. All right, well, we're, we're back. back again. We always say that. We're well, back. We're like, back. we've been gone a no, long time. Well, because it's all like one long, continuous shot. Okay. Well. We're at Common Dialect. I feel like, is this feel weird? That's fun. Be careful setting that drink down. You can't set a drink on the table. Oh. All right, I'll just hold it. So. You're fine. We're back. (laughs) We're back. We're at Common Dialect. Tampa, Florida. We've not recorded here before. It's a new brewery that opened. We attempted on their grand opening. We did, but it was too crowded. And um, we've come. We come here regularly, probably like once a week now since it's it's opened. It's become a new favorite go-to. And we ran into an old friend named John who runs a thing called Loco Cuisine in Tampa, Florida. Mm -hmm. He's a a terrific chef and a teacher. And um, he might have have talked us into, yeah, you're going to have to hold that drink. I'm going to hold it. Because if we set it on the table, it 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 wobbles. Never going to put it down. But anybody of us who knows us pre-night before knows that we're biscuit makers. Yeah, we're it's, a, it's one makers. of our trades. And he might have talked us into making some biscuits for an event. I think it'd be fun. We mm-hmm. used to do fun events. Yeah. And um, it was always a lot of fun when we collaborated with him. So we'll so. see. And we hadn't really, I mean, he had been drinking some beers, but we hadn't really been drinking any beers yet. So and we he agreed. talked us into it. So we agreed. Yeah. We were just feeding off of his energy. He was like, let's do this. He was all hyped up. He started talking low in a low whisper. Yeah. You know? I'm going to put my foot up here. All right. But no, so this is um, kind of attached or associated to like a local pet store. Not pet, like pet supply yeah, store. Yeah, it's a husband and wife team. The husband is the brewer and um, the wife runs Health Mutt. Yeah, not to brag, they... we, we know the wife. Would that be bragging? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Humble brag. So it's cute because now they're attached and they, you know, welcome dogs outside at yeah. the brewery and they have little common dialect dog toys. It's very dog friendly and kid friendly, although there's no kids here. Um, Which but is there good. is a dog sleeping behind us. Yeah. And so previously so we, we like had it. one of their beers, which we'll cut a picture to be some B roll, the over the river and through the woods. A over collab- the river to the woods. To the woods, not through the woods? Not through. Because it's like a collab with... It's a wolf, 
Wolf, Wolf Haven. Wolf Haven. Which we've done an episode at yeah. before. We don't love that place, but shh. We, we did an episode there. We, we haven't did. been back since the episode. That's all we you had to say. Yeah, we haven't been back. But the beer was good. And the name makes sense because it's like a woods. Wolf yeah. Thing. Red Riding Hood. And now Reverence. we're drinking one of wolf. the ones they carry. Um, Called Coolopotamus. And this is from Recycled Brewing. Recycled Brewing, which is in, in Florida? Sure. I don't know. If I have not, no idea. I don't know. Um, but it's really good. They always have it. Yeah. So it's one of their staples. It's a double hazy IPA. So it's a Sunday afternoon. We're we at, do this on Sunday a lot. We're at Common Dialect. And we're going to talk about two movies. Air, the latest Good and, Will Hunting, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck movie. And Inside. The Willem Dafoe movie. Willem Dafoe. But we'll also, should we do this before, at the beginning or the end, a little um, yay and nays? We've watched a few other movies that we've kind of wanted to podcast about. I think we do it. We're not going to talk extensively about them because there's too many. No, we're just going to be quick we're like just yays and nays. going to go like yay and nay. It's like we little, enjoyed it. We didn't. little catch up. I think we do that right at the beginning. Right now? Yeah. All right. Why not? We've done yay and nay before, I think. In a previous episode. Yeah, catching up. But, um... Things we've watched, yay or nay. Yeah, that probably would have been episodes to talk about. They just didn't happen the night before-ish. Yeah. We're loosey-goosey with those rules, letting the night before. Yeah. But when a week passes, we can't do it. No, it's definitely not night before, after a week. All right. So the yay or nay, you can kind of add any thoughts, but um, I got a little list here, and I might pull up some extra info if we need it, but um, we'll go back. The first one I have- the music here. It's pretty good. I like it. The first one I have written down, and I guess we'll take turns, so it's not always you or me, but I'll let you go first with the yay or nay. Okay. And why. So we watched a um, 1987 movie starring Eric Stoltz and Jennifer Jason Lee called Sister, Sister. A, um, First of all, just by saying Eric Stoltz and Jennifer Jason Lee, yay. It should be a yay. <laughs> all right. all right. And I, I liked it. But after watching, is it still a yay? Yes, yes. Yay. I recommend it. We saw it on Tubi. It was fun. Tubi's your new favorite streaming. It's my new favorite streaming free. service. Yeah, there's ads. It's but, free. Um, it's like a Louisiana steamy yeah. noir thriller mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it was. I, I liked it a lot. It's not great. No, it's not great by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, but it's interesting. A it's Eric Stoltz. It's Jennifer Jason Lee. I mean, if you were of any age over 10 in 1987 and you were a woman or a man, you would have a crush on Eric Stoltz. Yeah, so there's like this story. Jennifer Jason Lee, Jennifer Jason Lee's one of the sisters. Yeah. Because it's sister, sister. That they run. Sister is a famous actress too. Yeah, it's, um, I can pull it up on our thing here. The other sister. Judith Ivory. She's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
But um, it's two sisters run a bed and breakfast in Louisiana, like the swamps of Louisiana. Yeah. And um, they have a weird relationship. They have a weird I'm relationship. Sure the parents are the parents are gone are gone. And so it's one of those where, like, the older sister had to raise the younger sister. The yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee's There's the younger sister. There's kind of a secret past. And Eric Stoltz's arrival sort of unearths that secret past. It yeah. brings that secret past to light. Yeah. The older sister And it's kind of like a pseudo-ghost story, but not really. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's like that Southern Gothic vibe. It was, it was a good vibe. I liked it. It was interesting. It was different, you know? Right. It wasn't uh, so. I go with yay. So two you go with yay. yays. Yeah. Another one, not on Tubi, but jumping over to Turner Classic Movies in our last episode for Rashomon. We talked about how we're on a Turner Classic Movies mm -hmm. kick. Yeah. Why not? It's. And I'll it's start a lot of good movies. This one back we the saw day. the 1969 film, The Rain People. Starring a young James Caan and a Shirley Knight. Mm -hmm. Robert Duvall's in it as well. But it's... But that, but... um, This one is about, like, a wife who just, like, ups and leaves her husband. Yeah. One day. Because she's kind of tired. Except a hitchhiker. Which is James Caan, which yeah. is a sort of... um, he's had, he's He's a college kid football player who suffered a head injury ex-football player yeah and he was sort of like i mean this is the 60s the college was like here's he's 300 sort of bucks like, like um, go away yeah he's sort of like intellectually disabled at this yeah point. at this point yeah. yeah yeah and so she picks him up kind of wanting a one-night stand after leaving her husband because he's good looking yeah, he's a football player or ex-football player she wants and a realizes she wants a rebound and realizes that she's like it's it's like a fascinating movie, right? Like so I'm gonna say you're saying a yay. It's a yay. I agree. It's a yay. I, I'm gonna be completely transparent and say that I did not see the end, but the very very end. Yeah, yeah. But I was in. The it's whole more of a tragic time. film at the end, but Francis Ford Coppola directed it. Yes. And um, yes. it's an early Coppola film, but it's fascinating, right? Because it's this like. She wants to like break. It's definitely worth watching. She wants to break free of her um, responsibilities, responsibilities, and care obligations, of a man. right? Yeah. And what does she get? A man she has to take care of even more. More, even more. Right? And she refuses. She can't she keeps not. Try, she keeps she trying to not. ditch him. But it, it's kind of like the pair. Like it's what women are taught to do. Yeah, it's like the trap women fall into over and over again, especially back then. Like yeah. you weren't, you're taught to nurture and take care of and not abandon, and you know that's it. It's like she, even though that's what she wants to do after leaving her husband, it's like she can't. I know it's it's a fascinating movie, and it's done like it's a late '60s film, so it's sort of like over the top artistic in the way it's shot and framed and. Um, she gets in these terrible relationships over and over again. Yeah. Like, that's when I stopped watching when she was like dating that guy. Or yeah. With like James Conn just was like, like waiting. Him, he's, but he's just like waiting in the car all the time. Waiting in the car. <laughs> and he's like, this guy's like abusing his daughter in front of her. And 
like yeah i'm like what are you doing but it was good so, i'm a yay for that as well so yeah we're throwing out lots of recommendations here so the yeah. rain people is a yay um staying in the um staying in the turner classic movies and and you kind of came on this halfway through as well but um and it's sort of a classic the alice doesn't live here anymore yeah um a martin scorsese film uh-oh uh-oh we're down we're down pick it up look at that we're let's back. fix our angle here actually what we have to do is this no you got to do this How's that look? Good? <laughs> Looks pretty good, right? Yeah. All right. So we'll do this. Hang on. We probably, so we just cut back from like our camera falling over. Yes. So it happens. It's live, you know, you can't. Well, here I'll when you're, I'll I'll cut in right now so people can see. Um, our haphazard setup, as well. There we go. A little <laughs> behind the scenes of how this all. Nice. If 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 our editor, that we've hired, um, does so, their job. Yeah. The editor will cut to that picture right now. Okay, I hope he does that. And I think I just hit the table I... with my foot. So Alice doesn't live here. Um, Martin Scorsese, Ellen Bernstein, um, Chris Christopherson. I can't one hundred percent say that I I didn't see the whole movie. All right, so that you saw the like the second half. Yeah. So it's another movie, like independent, struggling woman, woman but she has a son. Yes. Who's just like a little jerk. Yeah, she knows it too. But I love the way she talks to him. Oh, yeah. She just like reams him out like, I am trying really hard here to do my yes, best. Yes, And you're a little shit. Yes. And I'm trying to get you to where you want to go, but deal with it. And then and she picks up Chris Christopherson. Go... There's like, I can't quite remember. They're trying to go to a certain city. Chris Christopherson is this like burly, cowboyish kind of yeah. thing. And guy so i liked what i saw i mean i it's, and a, then it's I, a tougher movie to watch like, like 2023 i guess yeah lens mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i don't really like the way she treated her son but back in the day it was <laughs> no, i just loved it because the way like, he made, they made him such a jerk the, the son kid? the kid yeah, i know right that was kind of over the top but but all of it, all of it drummed up the sympathy for the mom, yeah. Alice. Like, like she's, she's doing her best. She's, she's working hard. She's working in a single mom in a diner, she, working hard. She has this man she's met that she kind of likes, but doesn't like everything about him. Right. Um. Yeah. He like gets onto the kid too much at one point. Mm-hmm. I remember that about it after the birthday or something, yeah. birthday party or whatnot. So she like leaves them and 
Yeah. No, my favorite so part is like. Was okay. What I saw was okay. It's okay. So is it a yay or a nay? Alice doesn't live here anymore. You wouldn't be missing anything if you missed it. Wow. I don't think. Personally. What do you think? It's a yay for me for Ellen Bernstein's performance alone. Okay. Well, maybe I didn't like see Like, she's a star. Okay. Yeah. And I, it's, maybe um, I didn't see enough of it. It's like, um, because us, I mean, we're in our 40s, but us younger generation folk, right? And have we ever sat and watched Requiem for a Dream together? I don't think so, no. Next episode, Requiem for a Dream. Get ready, buckle in. Um, we just had one of those moments where I'm like, you haven't seen Requiem for a Dream? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think I've I seen know. it I know, we might all. watch, oh, my parents are home now. Hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? It's a rough movie. That's to all watch it means. with your parents, even it's... at 44? Okay, Wrecking for a Dream, side note, right? This is where our editor that we've hired, like we do a record scratch sound where it goes, and we've cut off to a side and it says like Wrecking for a Dream. It seems like you're the editor. (laughs) (laughs) It's like our editor and personal trainer. Yeah. Um, Wrecking for a Dream, Jared Leto. Okay. It's a drug movie. Marlon, yeah, it's a heroin movie. Marlon Wayans. Um, Jennifer Connelly. I like her. And Ellen Bernstein. Jennifer Connelly, Top Gun. Top Gun's Mavericks. Top Gun Mavericks, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jennifer Connelly, who had like six lines in the movie and no real character arc. Just to be sexy 50 something year old. Tom Cruise's young, hot, but somewhat age appropriate love interest. Yeah, true. True. Um, Anyway. Ellen Bernstein is phenomenal in Requiem for a Dream, a 1990-something okay. film, Darren Aronofsky. As Jared Leto's mother, he's struggling with heroin addiction, but his mother is addicted to television and... I've seen this. And, I've seen uh, it. And Upper yes, Pills, right? Yes, we have seen it. All right, yeah, so we yeah, watched yeah, it together, yeah. right? Yes, 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 cool. yes. All right, so no. we don't have to sit and watch that film no, again. No, I've seen it. Because it is so uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. Remember we said well, when all like of our TV, we children. were going to force our children to yeah, watch it, but we a, haven't. It's a rough movie. We haven't forced it's them. It's like when Jared Leto's like, are you on Uppa's mom? Are you on Uppa's? Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. All right, so editor will take it back. She's seen it. She's seen it. Um... So for that reason, Alice doesn't live here as a yay for me. Okay. I was just shocked that you didn't know the series Alice based on that show. Yeah, it's slightly, slightly before my time. When I saw the cook in the diner. Yeah. Mel, is his name Mel? Yeah. Oh, so the show's called Mel's Diner. Yeah. And he's but the same character in the not series. In, she's not in. No, she's not. She's not Alice. She's not in the show, yeah. She's not Alice. They recast Alice. But I was like, wait a minute. This is what the series was based on. Yeah. This movie. Because it's the same diner, the same outfits, the same Mel guy who's the cook, and all of that. And anyway, but it's kind of a comedy based, loosely based on the same thing. Okay. 
But it's so you'd rather just watch the show than Alice doesn't yeah. here, the source material. I liked Mel's Diner. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so let's move quick. We'll keep moving. All right, let's see. So it. then we jump to 1999. Arguably. Arguably. Of, arguably. 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 <laughs> one of the best years for cinema. 1999? 1999. Okay. We can put right now, like, boom. All the great 1999 films. With the Prince song? And the Prince song. <laughs> um, no, no. 1999 is celebrated as a year of just... In mainstream cinema, a lot of film, a lot of impressive films came out that year. Okay. It was just a weird, a strange year uh -huh. that um, a lot of great movies came out. A great film for me that did not catch the general public's eye was um, Julian Donkey Boy. Oh, yeah, no, never. I mean, I've seen it now. Yeah. Or parts of Mo, it. You watched most of it. Uh -huh. um, but no, a didn't Harmony watch Corinne it film back in Starring Werner Herzog. Shot um, and Chloe Sovini shot on digital video. Yeah. Um, very grainy digital you love video. It. It's like your I mean, it's an movie. instant yay for me, but I know it's a that film has a special place in my heart. But not because, knowing that, okay. <laughs> is it a yay or nay for you? Okay, so because I know how much you love it, I don't want to tell other people not to see it. But you could clearly but tell people, like, this is a nice stay my away. Life? No. Is it something I want to see again? Not really. <laughs> but we have different opinions about films. Yeah. I respect your opinion, mm -hmm. and I appreciate yeah. the type of film you like. So I don't want to tell anyone not to see it. But for me personally, it's a nay. Julian Donkey Boy is a nay. Sorry. <laughs> I love you, though. Okay, I'll, I'll follow this nay up with a question, right? A loaded question. Okay. Have you ever seen a film that looked or was made like Julian Donkey? No. No, right? So, a film, a medium that's been around for, say, 120 years, right? 120 years. You've seen movies that all kind of fit a same pattern. Does yeah, Julian Donkey just, Boy fall outside of that realm? I just, like, the kid, like, I feel like it's... He's like a schizophrenic. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think it's just, like, exposing a... It's um not exposing. That's not the right word. Like No, it, everything Harmony Korine um, does have a slight exploitative yeah, nature exploiting. to it. I think it's just And you never know the that. line. Is, is he exploiting? So it's, like, bothersome a bit, yeah. the whole thing. And I don't think bothersome makes it good. No, I don't personally. think it, it. To me, it's a fascinating film because, like you know, I love the author Harry Cruz, mm -hmm. and I feel like if you read a Harry Cruz book, it's unlike anything you've ever read before. Right. And I could see the positive and negative of that. The negative being, well, he's operating outside of the standard, like. It flow. You can understand the narrative, just like you can yeah. understand the narrative of Julian Donkey Boy. Right. But you watch it and you're like, I haven't seen a movie made like this. I agree with that. I right? have not seen a movie and made like so that. And so with that, 
and Harmony Corinne dances within, like, is is he exploiting people? Like, there's a scene in Johnny Donkey Boy where mentally or intellectually disabled individuals are bowling. Right. Right? Yes. But it's not done for laughs. No. It's not done to mock. But it's, but you question like, okay, is this exploiting them? Like, is this weird for being weird? And I think Harmony Corinne, like Harry Cruz, he filmed things reflecting in a world he lived and grew up in. I, I could see that for sure. However, I do get the sense that Harmony Corinne does things, like you said, is to be weird just to be weird. Yeah. And no, I, I think it, now, he is. Is, it a, is, his, is his inspiration, his how he was raised or the environment he grew up in? Probably. But... I do feel like it's over the top in a way that feels exploitive and not something I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a great film. Oh. For me. It's a nay. But I, it's a nay for me. But, but I to appreciate, me, like you know me, you know I me. I know why you like it. And I, I like anything. I like anything that like. challenges I the, I know you, the form. I know you. It challenges the medium. I know that, and I base a film more, for me, I base it more on my emotions, how it makes me feel, how it draws me in. But you weren't drawn in when Werner Herzog is hosing his son down in the freezing cold, telling him to be a man? I thought, that's terrible. (laughs) Like, that is the most terrible thing I've ever seen. (laughs) The most terrible thing I've ever seen. And But But isn't that the point? But I wasn't drawn in emotionally to I it. I got you. I got I you. I felt like I don't know. That just that was my experience. No, with no, the I film. appreciate that. No, I don't expect um, anyone to like Julian Donald. Although I understand the how it's challenging and different and for filmmakers and you look into film differently than I do. Oh, yeah, like yeah. you look at things differently than I do because you're more well versed on film and whatnot than I am. But if I'm like giving my honest opinion, no, which I'm glad that's you are. My honest opinion. Next, we'll watch Harmony Corinne's Trash Humpers. I can't wait. <laughs> which I'll be honest, I have not seen it. I've owned the DVD for nearly ten years. And you never watched it. No, it's about people who hump trash. Yeah. I'm gonna need a couple shots of tequila before All that. All right, works. next episode. Get ready, Trash, trash Humpers. humpers. <laughs> Okay. No, actually, the next Harmony Crane film maybe she watches Mr. Lonely about the Michael Jackson and Madonna, no, Marilyn Monroe impersonators. All right, one more yay or nay. Okay. Knock at the Cabin. Oof. The M. Night Shyamalan doomsday movie. Um, I think. What am I? Okay, we're saying yay or nay. Should people watch it? Yeah, well, yeah, it should be watch it or yay or nay for us. Who's going first on this one? I'll go first this okay, time. Okay, you go. It's a nay for me. It's a nay for me. Yeah, I figured it's an instant nay. It's a hundred percent nay for me because the whole concept of it. The is concept is dumb. great. No, the concept it's is great. Dumb. 
Damn. No, no, we live in a world of... Like, so, I'm going to kill myself unless you make a decision about something. No, but we, we live in a world of algorithm-driven thinking, right? Where social media feeds us back our own opinions, right? You double down on what you think and feel. So if you're an extreme left-wing person or extreme right-wing person, social media will give you back exactly what you want to believe what you want i know i actually liked that aspect of it how it was telling that message like no matter what you believe you can find something on social media the news whatever to support your beliefs whether it's right or wrong or whatever you want to believe or not five strangers coming together I, i did enjoy that aspect of it but yeah and the idea of like group think or um my manipulation right like oh these five strangers come together that we have to get in a cabin and force people to make a decision to sacrifice one of themselves to stop the end of the world is yeah. very interesting but i just felt the execution Even these two people that were being asked to do this didn't believe in the end of the world like that well that's the that's the fascinating coming. part like so the premise of the idea i think is great like you are your convictions are so strong about what you think and feel right yeah i mean that's extremism how do you convince others to believe that right well, it's, it's mind control, it's, yeah. it's um, extremism, it's all of that at its best. So it's showing that in a really like controlled, small, smaller way, rather than like, um, I can't think of the word right now, like extreme religions and extreme yeah. cults and whatnot that do well, it on a large, thinking, yeah. on a but here's larger I, basis. I, I struggle, right? Mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan, a w- much more well-respected filmmaker than, say, Harmony Korine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, M. Night Shyamalan has to kind of finance his own film. Like, but he's wealthy enough to kind of make these things happen. He's presenting a movie like Julian Donkey Boy did not get any press coverage or notice when it came out in 1999 right shocking shocking knock on the cabin got a major promotion campaign like Uh for it right yeah what batista john batista what dave batista is that his name the actor guy who's in it the rest x rexler and uh guardians of the galaxy actor it gets a multimedia push so, and M. Night Shyamalan, it's, he's doing something that's rare, right? Because the majority of movies that get put in front of the general public's eyes are sequels, our Top Gun Mavericks, our avatars. Or Marvel. Or they're Marvel or a superhero movie. Yeah. Or they're just something we've seen before, like, you know, a new Scream movie or whatever. It's just definitely something we haven't seen before. So he's pushing original ideas. Yes. And when you're pushing original ideas, some of them are hits and some of them are misses. So I hate to say nay on someone who's at least trying to do He's trying. an yeah. original idea. 
but it's still an A. Still an A for me too. I mean, it's forgettable. It's like. Well, it was a bit of a slog to watch. Yeah, and I just, I just can't believe that. It's just like an unbelievable scenario to me. But no, but I think it could be done, like, think about our movies like Coherence we've seen or these things where you have individuals trying to convince other individuals that something is... Yeah, but that's more believable. Stuff like that's more believable to me. And Coherence, and what was the other one about the the cult people, the dinner party, the invitation? Oh, yeah. The invitation. That's even more believable. So this is kind of like the invitation type movie. Yeah, it is. But... Different. Which I think hit your bottom five, if I remember correctly. What? I think the invitation was your bottom five it for was. season two. Because it was so, like, unrealistic. The way <laughs> the actors and actresses acted in that situation. I was like, put me in that situation. I am not acting like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I am totally speaking up. I'm totally getting the hell out of there. So that's generally my struggle with new ideas, right? I promote new ideas or adventurous thinking or adventurous filmmaking, but it's a bummer when it doesn't land. True. And they can't stick the landing. It didn't land. I mean it it didn't land. I, I don't I don't I didn't like it. No, it's an instant nay for me. Yeah, instant nay for me. So we're gonna take a break. Are we? Yep. Cause I gotta go to the bathroom. And then we're gonna talk about a movie that did stick the landing. Air inside. or inside. <laughs> One or the other. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe both. Nobody here but us pigeons. Right? 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 Okay. Okay. We got refills. I got I'm a sour. I have my other one, but I have a backup down. You do. Down it's right there. here. It's a seltzer mimosa. Naturally. Naturally. Okay, so. Okay. The real reason we're here. When Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Is that the real reason we're here? Yeah, when they get together to make a movie. You're excited about it. You better stop and take notice. You better stop and take notice. Because we've seen Good Will Hunting. And you know what? We've seen I The love, Last Duel. I love me some Matt Damon. I loved The Last Duel. It might go down in history as one of my favorite movies, honestly. So like, what do they I follow it, it up with? A movie about a shoe. Air. Air. Yeah. Air. The Amazon original. So we had to Air. see it because it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah. So should we cut to the chase real quick? Let's cut to the Since chase. We're in that mood, is this a yay or nay for you? A nay. It was terrible. Yeah, it's a nay. It's a nay. <laughs> that movie is terrible, and I heard good things about it before going into it. Well, Matt Damon direct. No, I'm sorry. Ben Affleck. Direct, they didn't write this like they did last. The Last Duel. And where the Last Duel, they wrote it, and Ridley Scott directed it. Goodwill Hunting. They wrote it. Someone else, Gus Van Sant, directed it. Someone else directed Air. No, I mean, Ben Affleck directed Air. Someone else wrote Air. Ben Affleck's a good director. Yeah. I mean, I think they both are good actors and directors. But this movie, 
It was so hard on nostalgia. It's so, it, I mean, so it relied so much on nostalgia. Yeah, I think that was my it, instant. It's and funny. It, and it was like cliche nostalgia. Yeah, right. It wasn't even like, oh, wait, oh, wait. If you grew up in that time, which we both did. No, it definitely played to our. It played to it, but it was too cliche. Our nostalgia. It wasn't like deep cut nostalgia. No, to it me, this felt like, the extent of, you know, they say now, like, we're less about, like, making art or or whatnot, and we're all about making content. Yeah. This felt like, oh, Amazon needs some more content. Yes. So let's make content. It didn't feel like too huge, like, movie maker, actor, people made this movie. Well, I felt everybody was just, except, it's Mediocre. funny. Well, yeah, Jason Bateman. Jason um, Bateman was better. I mean, Jason Bateman was one of the best things of the no, movie. No, but here's the thing. Jason Bateman, been at Matt Damon, Viola Davis, they're playing, they're just playing how they act. They're playing their part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ben Affleck, to his credit, I think Ben Affleck was the only one kind of. Going out of character Going out of character. I felt he was the best performance of the film. Even though he comes off a little cheesy and silly. Yeah. But everybody else is like Viola Davis. Of course Viola Davis can give like thoughtful, strong performance, hard mom, like caring mom performance, but that serious look. Yeah. Of course. Of course Matt Damon can be Matt Damon even if he has a belly. He can still be the Matt Damon, like likable guy. Jason Bateman's being Jason Bateman. Yeah, he is. Jason Bateman's being Jason Bateman for sure. Ben Affleck was the only one who I felt who I would normally, if you, if you pulled me, like I said, rank these actors. Ben Affleck would be the worst. Would be the bottom of the list. Like who's the better actor of the list? But he did the best in this. But movie. I think he did the best in there. Which says something. Right, it does. Says something. It wasn't a great movie. It was, there was a lot of cheesy moments, cringeworthy moments. Well, I, I think it couldn't find its tone. Like, it, sometimes I was like, is this supposed to be a more serious, like, docudrama? Is this supposed to be a comedy? Right. Like, the whole, the guy who designs the air, the Jordan Air shoe, his character was almost comical. Yeah. And you find out at the end that that, real person has passed on i also just feel like it wasn't that well it was a love letter significant it was a love letter to nike yeah and like it wasn't that significant which i thought was funny because though it was playing to people of our age who was like hey listen remember all this music that you used to like um it was a way to kind of sugarcoat that like, oh no. But also you forgot to mention that Nike also in the nineties was big in the news because all their shoes are made in sweatshops yes. and had bad labor practices overseas. But but it came off to a love letter. Like Nike is the greatest shoe company ever made. Listen, at that time you wore kids if you're a girl. Um, Adidas were big. Yeah, yeah. Back then, like Conver- Converse, Reebok, as the, the alternative Reebok, and then the '90s as like alternative Converse. stuff, music, 
Converse I was, were the, I was the big a Keds deal. girl. Like I had every color Keds. But I just thought it was funny. Like I remember growing up, Nike was sort of, especially when the '90s hit, the bad guy because of their poor labor practices and the yeah. sweatshops. And but this movie was like, no, Nikes are the savior. Nike was like, even to this day, of basketball. I do not like to support Nike at all. But, I don't have an opinion about it one way or the other, whether I like to support Nike or not. But it was, but, but it was, so that's, it, it's just, rarely does a movie, typically when I, after I've seen a movie, I slowly over the days, like, think about it and find things I like about it, right? Air has only, has been a movie no. that's only made me, I gotta, we gotta change the tape, but I was gonna say, Air is a movie that's only made me more angry as time has gone. I agree. I agree. We had to move. Lo- we had, to, we had move. to change. The light's changing the on us. It's changing. So we had to move a little so bit. So all I was saying was, typically I warm up to a movie over time. Air has only made me like dislike it more the more I get away from it. Me too. Right? I like, really am disappointed. That I watched a Ben Affleck now, Matt Damon a, movie. Is it a terrible movie? No. No. It's just, it is what it is. It's cliche. It's, you don't, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Um. Yeah, the one thing that bothered me was the constant, like, just tell the story. Let it be the movie. But it was, it was, oh, remember when cell phones and cars were, when car phones were a novelty. Were a novelty. You have a car and a phone? I mean, yeah. a phone and a car? Oh, my so God. So every little thing, like, and there's shots, like, you even commented when it was happening. When Matt Damon's character is driving to North Carolina, they purposely show a shot of him looking at an atlas, like a road map. Yeah. Like, like remember? Remember when we looked at maps? Yeah, you couldn't look on your phone. Um and all of that, like, I'm very nostalgic. Like, I love all that, but it was too, it was too in your face. It was too much. It wasn't subtle at all. I it wasn't the, like, it was just like, I think too the much. tipping point was the, I think they relied too much on that. Yeah. No, movie. it was constant of, oh, remember when. Yeah. Um, I think the tipping point was the Cindy Lauper time after uh, time musical montage. That was a cringe part. I'm like, <laughs> really? I like that song, but the way they used it, what yeah. didn't work? It didn't work. It wasn't appropriate for that moment. It wasn't right. the right song for it. Yeah, just a lot of it was just bad choices over left and right. Um, but I think Ben Affleck's performance was um, pretty good. Yeah. For Ben Affleck. You know, he's just in a good place. In his Two life episodes right now. in a row, we've talked about Ben Affleck. Um, we talked about him in Gone Girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> I only know this because our editor for our pod, video uh, podcast, he lets me know all the stuff. Right, got it. Okay. <laughs> this drink is cold in my hand, so I gotta, I can't hold it. So then, our next movie, the night was before last night, we last did watch night. the film Inside with Inside. Willem Dafoe about a guy. Who tries to steal a painting? A couple paintings. Three paintings. 
and gets locked inside of a um, huge a penthouse suite. Penthouse suite condominium type. Yeah, at the top of like a New York City or something. Skyscraper building. Yeah. And it was good. I liked it. So it's a, a yay? lot. I definitely a yay. And um I mean it was definitely like a uh it had vibes of um ooh, can't think of the name of the movie, but the Tom Hanks Wilson Castaway. Castaway vibes. Well any of those films but where it's York like City one actor with not a lot of dialogue. Sort of on their own kind of thing. Um, you to me, that's kind of like a Hitchcock, like a modern Hitchcock vibe. Yeah. Um. But I like Willem Dafoe. Like yeah. I like him. He's a good actor. If you're gonna do stir crazy, do Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I, it was a good pick. It doesn't top his lighthouse performance. No. But not many <laughs> things do. No, it's true. But you don't it like was to be lobster. <laughs> it was a good movie, though. I I liked it. I mean, just the just the seeing, you know, thinking like, what would you do in that situation? Hopefully, you wouldn't be stealing art from a penthouse. But if you were locked in somewhere, like, what would you do in that situation? Like, how would you survive? Like, how would you? cope kind of you know so you kind of saw some like things that felt like okay i could see myself doing that like i could see myself dancing to the macarena you know you're just like keeping yourself sane at first you know keeping yourself light like figuring that things are going to work out but and i liked the um Dogs at a brewery. Here we are. But Love it is connected to Health Mutt, so it's more acceptable. Um, but I think that I liked the like the house cleaner lady kind of like panning off to shots of her and him trying to kind of becoming somewhat like infatuated with her in mm-hmm. a way. Um, I liked that aspect of the film. That was probably my favorite kind of part of the film. Yeah. No, that, that that kind of, the way they incorporated that. Yeah, it's good because the movie eventually gets there. So what's nice, the first thing the movie has to get out of the way, which it does good, is addressing all the things the armchair experts would say while you're watching the film, Right. Like, oh, what about this? What about the water? What about trying to bust down the door? Like all the what ifs, right? Right. Part of the problem with a movie like this, if it's someone's trapped inside of a building, a room, is you're watching it and you sort of say what you would do, right? Yeah. So I'm glad it didn't, it wasn't solely, because that's really not what the movie's about. No, no, no. But you have to address that stuff. For sure. And then, like even your part about, because it's a fancy bourgeois place that has trees and whatnot inside of the apartment and its own little micro irrigation system because the water doesn't, 
the water shuts off or whatever. When it goes into like malfunction, lockdown mode. Everything shuts off. Water doesn't work, all this stuff. But the micro irrigation setup for the trees is separate does. from all that. Yeah. And even while we're watching it, you were like, he needs to collect that water. When the micro irrigation turns on on the schedule. And it cuts later to say, look, yeah, he's he has bowls yes, set up. Yes, he understands it's on his. a schedule and yeah. it's going to come on again. Mm-hmm. And there's things like, what about the freezer? What about ice? What about this? Like all the things that you they would say as an armchair expert of while you're watching it. So it gets those out of the way. I'm using the word armchair expert. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on it. Yeah. But um, then it gets in like your point about the the maid, the the worker in the building. That it's a fascinating movie that even though he's in this luxurious he show, place, he socially attaches himself to her, even though this, he's this never need for social for yeah, some sort yeah, of social that's connection. That's what I'm saying. That's the fascinating. He's part watching about it. everyone's life happen on the closed circuit security cameras. Mm-hmm. And even the pigeons that land outside the window. He starts talking to them. That's your favorite part. Uh, definitely my favorite part. I'm yeah. talking to the birds. Yeah. Uh, but it it talks about that, and then but this idea of because it ha- it bookends itself with this over voiceover about when he was in elementary school, his teacher asked him what three things would he take with him on like a, an island, if you will, like a desert island. And he talks about a cat, a book of sketches, and um, I can't remember the other thing. What's the third thing? I can't remember the other thing either. But, but the, it was nothing significant. Yeah, but the point being is like the cat will die, the thing, the people or the things you love will die. Um, but your art, art is for keeps. Art is what you take with you, right? And it was significant in the fact that he wouldn't take his mother, father, family. Yeah, but even those things, as the point of like the cat, oh, is his favorite album, the ACD oh, album. Oh, yeah, ACDC album. Which he had yeah. then lent to a friend and never got it back. But like. So materialistic items were more important to him than family. No, I, I didn't. I didn't read it as that. It was. I kind of read it as both. No, I read it because there was a scene later in the movie when he said, when he was kind of hallucinating, that he went to the art show of the owner of the place, and the the owner of the apartment asked him. He said, "Is what did he say? He said, is man is is man an an island, or is?" Basically, like, are you an island or are you a, are you, um, what did he say? He said, like, yeah, are, is mankind, is, is man an island or is, would it be, basically, would it be better to be alone? Like, are you alone with, uh, on an island yourself or within yourself, are you alone? Right, right, right. And so, to me, part of the point of it all was that. You yourself, like all the things, people, even family members, pets you love, things you cherish will eventually go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're mortal. That at the end you are, you at your core are all that matters. 
And if you are not, if you are not comfortable or content with yourself, um, that's that's the the point in life. And that the owner of this place surrounded himself with all this great art that was also representation of his life, his visions and whatnot. I took it like that, but I also took it as, you know, when he chose those three things, he chose things that were basically materialistic. But 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 the art but book, important. But the only thing that stayed with him, him yeah. the only thing he still had was his sketchbook. Right. Right. But, and, but wait, one second. One second. But the fact that he wouldn't bring anybody with him to help him protect him or whatever, in the end, he's going to be alone. Yeah. But it's that idea of like. And that's the whole metaphor because in the end, he was alone. Yeah. And that, because that's. Because nothing else is more important to him than stealing this art. But the things. But at the end of the movie, he said, no, not quite spoilers, but spoilers, right? He wrote a letter on the wall to the owner of the home. And he said, um, I've spent time in your home. And though I've destroyed most of it, right? Because all your materialistic things will be destroyed or not, you know. Um, but he kept and preserves three things, like the works of art, right? And he said, your home, to you, this place might be a home. To, to me, it was a cage. Of course. Right? But I've kept three things undestroyed and that was the works of art and so it's this idea of in the scope or span of your life right because even even it's something else i was listening to or watching um maybe it was hank green and his cancer announcement unfortunately um maybe it was something else but it was this idea maybe it was rain wilson which we watched oh, his documentary, and he won't let me his talk show. About you it. can mention it. The Geography of it's Bliss so on Peacock. Good. It's about finding happiness. So good. But this point so is good. even loved ones that you bring up, once someone dies, once you die, within two to three generations, you will be forgotten. Of course. That's the reality. Yeah. 100%. That the memory of you will no longer exist. 100%. And it's sort of a bleak, frightening thought. If you cleanse, cling, cling hard on to this idea of consciousness and existence. But as the movie says, art is for keeps, right? Art is the only thing. I know what it was now. It's this guy who makes music I listen to. He, he, he made a YouTube video about why do you make music? Okay. Venus okay. theory. Okay. And his point was in two to three generations, you'll be forgotten. No matter like what. Something you can leave behind will be remembered. But art, and that's sort of like what this movie was, right? There was that neon art piece on the wall that said, every moment, all the time after this moment. Yeah, like, that was like a right? theme throughout the movie. So you could tell the person in the who owned the place, art, it was surrounded by his creations, his art creations, which were all an ex a struggle to explain his own existence and living on. Yeah. Between his child and his dog and right. his own, he made a, a version of his own body later, right. like right, a corpse. Right. 
like his death. We're good. Thank you so much. Um, so to me, part of it was like, oh, art lives on. Like yeah. what you create, your only time on this earth, you can leave things behind to represent I you. I get that. Yeah. So, I mean, I to that. me, that was this like. I think it was like a both. I yeah, think yeah. it was that message, but also like if that's what you prioritize, which is not a bad thing to prioritize like art and something creative and something you can leave behind. But if you don't prioritize people in your lives, you end alone. Yeah. What's well, interesting, right? Because people, his his crew that was robbing this apartment. Oh, they abandoned they him abandoned immediately. Him instantly. Which was part of that theme, I think. Right. That, like, you know, if you don't say, like, if I could take three things with me in my world, I would take you. appreciate that. I appreciate it. I'd take my sketchbook. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would take you. No, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Because you are a piece of my happiness. That's nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'd take you too. <laughs> oh, thanks. Are you just saying that? <laughs> Drink more beer. <laughs> no, so I think the point is with yeah, Inside. No, I get it. Yeah. Is Inside a great movie? No. No. But it does the point of a film that there's a lot to unpeel with it. Yeah. I, I liked the themes and messages it was sending. There was a couple points in the movie that I wish I would have had a piece of paper and written it down because I had some, like, really, like, in-depth thoughts about something, and I didn't. Yeah. You remember me saying that? Like, oh, I got Yeah, it. I know. Yeah. yeah, you were like, we're now, podcasting about I, this. I don't you remember. Kept saying that. I don't remember what they were now. But even so like next time I have those thoughts, I'm gonna write them down. But but even like him building the, building the sort of ladder up yeah, to the skylight yeah, the sky. with all the furniture and all the whatnot, and then Willem Dafoe continually singing like, "Oh, I'm going up, I'm going up to heaven." Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. He was singing that sort of like, "I'm going on the hillside, I'm going up to heaven," like. And, then it, not, and not really knowing, did he get out? Did he not get out? Like, yeah, the yeah. ambiguousness of it all um, is, it's intriguing. There's just so much. Yeah, there was so there. much there. And it was definitely a movie I wish I would have written some things down as I was watching it. But I didn't because I was tired. Uh, as I always am when we're watching movies. But. It was great. I mean, it wasn't great. It was good, and I enjoyed the watch, and I liked the experience, and it was a good movie. Yeah. And we had been anticipating watching it. I mean, we figured it would be good. It. Yeah. We saw the trailer for it and in some movies. Willem Dafoe, just by looking at him, he's oh, a yeah. yogi. He's a yogi. Well, that un we then He does yoga. We, I mean, like, I'm looking at him on this film, and I'm like... Willem Dafoe does yoga because the way he's sitting, just his natural like tendencies of his posture, whatnot. Yeah. You're like, he does yoga. He's a true yoga person. Which we then Googled and saw that Found he's out like, that we were right. He's head deep into yoga. Deep. Yeah. yeah. And I, which makes me like him even more. He has a weird rib cage. Which He's always, he has like, the sunken belly and the mm, protruding He has like a sunken belly and like a protruding rib cage. But, and he's way too skinny. 
but that's only my opinion. That's not a judgment. But he is so limber, and he is very like in touch with his body and yeah. yoga and whatnot. So that makes me even like him even more. No, he does good work. Yeah. So inside was a nice like it's exactly kind of what I thought it would be, um, but um, but really good. What? Do you want to taste my mimosa? Oh. <laughs> It's good. Yeah. So, so inside's a yay. Yay, yes. It's an easy, like, for the price of a rental, four ninety nine, you get a month of it's an easy Peacock. Watch. Yes. Which then you can watch Rain Wilson's Geography of Bliss TV series uh, about oh my Rain God. Wilson I just trying wait. to find happiness. And this is it a series. It's, it's like a small little series, yeah. It feels like a PBS series, honestly. It is so good. I found myself in tears towards yeah. the end. Like, not of, like, sadness or happiness, just of, like, blissfulness. It honestly. feels genuine like, and sincere. It's so genuine. It's so sincere. It's so lovely to watch. For a guy who played Dwight on yes. The Office. It's so lovely to watch. It's so authentic. I... Cannot wait to watch the next episode. Yeah. And and we just kind of put it on while we were doing stuff around the house. And again, I got like sucked in and like well, pulled I saw myself him on the to Pete, the couch. On the and, Pete Holmes podcast. And he was challenging Pete Holmes and like, no, there's way, if you put the work in yourself, there's ways to find happiness. Well, Without, he's saying you don't need psychedelics. You don't need drugs. You don't need. You can find happiness if you put the work in yourself. If you put the work in. Yeah, yeah. You experience things, you meditate, you yeah, yeah. just so bring for that, it I, I from sought your out, mind. Like, yeah, his peacock show. I'm a huge Rain Wilson fan now. Right? Yeah. And I am excited about this docuseries that I'm going to keep watching. No, we'll watch it. Yeah. Like I said, you yeah. get, you spend $4.99 for a month. Yeah. Definitely. I, see, I loved it. You get peacock and you see the inside and yeah, that's it. Definitely. I'm in. You know what? So. so we'll end this. So it's one strong yay. And rarely, I was thinking about it, when it comes to air, 2013's air, about the Air Jordan shoe. It's been rare that you and I have both like just like trashed a movie. Uh, nay. That's true. We never do. Because <laughs> I usually celebrate film. Like, or, I find the good we, in it. We find things we like about it. But this was hard. Apart from Ben Affleck, I couldn't find much in there. It was hard. It was hard. Which I find, I'm shocked that I'm saying Ben Affleck. I know, but but I'm okay. All right, well let's get out of here. They're closing soon at They're closing. Um, in eight minutes. We gotta go. So so this is fun. Yep. Cheers. Oh yeah, we always cheers. Here we go. And uh, bye. Bye.